for X's and O's with Minnesota Vikings head coach Kevin O'Connell on the Minnesota Vikings radio network. Now from the TCO studios in Egan, here is the voice of the Vikings, Paul Allen. X's and O's on the KFAM Minnesota Vikings radio network and Vikings.com is underway into the 49ers game. I'm Paul Allen. Uh, here's Kevin O'Connell, coach of the Minnesota Vikings, courtesy of the Minnesota Lottery. And you, you did your Monday presser virtual. And when Ekstrom said, Jeff, your mic is off, did it throw you back to 2020? Like <laughs> that awful virtual 2020 season? It did a little bit, yeah. I, but I was able to, uh, if, if nobody else was on that call, I could have <laughs> helped with all the technical difficulties going back to uh, all the times we had to be on Zoom. Mm -mm. What, um, what does one do? Kevin, when quarterback Tyson Bajan enters the game? I mean, do you start with Wikipedia and then, like, do you watch the, the, the preseason film on TV timeouts? Like, what do you do? No, we had, we had been prepared uh, for him. Really, he was a player that had a pretty spectacular preseason and really came to life mm. kind of before everyone's eyes uh, there in Chicago. Uh, what I think they liked about him is kind of a similar skill set uh, to Justin from a standpoint of can throw it, you know, athletic ability to, you know, scramble, create off schedule, but also have some things designed for him in the run game. So we didn't expect all that different of a plan when he came in, but now you got to kind of figure out the flavor. I thought he did play well, saw the field well, got the ball out. Uh, now, what, what was it like calling the first game without Jefferson? Yeah. You've watched it back. You've seen good. You've seen bad. But thinking back, thinking back to calling it, it just had to be so different, right? Yeah, especially, you know, we saw some things, you know, third down wise in the game uh, pretty consistently that we don't we don't see a whole heck of a lot normally. Um, and that's going to be growth for all of us, me included, as far as how we continue to help all of our eligibles come to life, have the chance to beat man coverage, tight man coverage, um, where really we're, we're so used to, uh, you know, 11 double JJ, 22 double JJ and and all these different looks where now we're playing it straight up. Kirk can be aggressive in rhythm, and we can try to attack and, and get the ball downfield. And, and I thought there were moments for each guy, whether it was TJ, Jordan, KJ, or even Brandon Powell. Um, but we just need to be a little bit more consistent, a little bit more consistent in our execution. A couple times we had some chances on some play-action games, and, and they're, you know, give credit to the Bears. They sent some pressures to, to try to disrupt our play pass prote protections, and they had some success with it. So, so how often do you practice an entire week anticipating something's coming, and consistently it actually comes? Uh, it has not been very often since I've been uh, the head coach here. Now, what, the, what we did expect, what was probably my number one disappointment in the game was the movement up front, yeah. stemming the front, pirates, five spikes, and, and really not getting too technical, but just never really and, and no, no sitting targets on the front to be able to get double teams. Mm -hmm. There was a lot of you know, post-snap movement uh, that we were expecting. This just didn't handle it very yeah. well, PA, and, and uh, caused us to have more negative runs that we wanted, be behind the sticks, and then have, I think, six or seven, 11, or third and 10 plus uh, plays there, which is not a formula, especially on the road in the NFC North, to try to sustain offensive success. So, so does that lead to, like, say, TV timeouts? And it's like, all right, guys, you know, we thought about this, we worked against this, but it looks like it's going to be this, and in snappy fashion, you just have to move on. Yeah, you got to move on from maybe some of your favorite thoughts you had coming into the game, more so in the run game. Hey, they're, you know, they're playing. <laughs> like you talked about, they're playing more of a wide nine instead of a six technique. That could throw off 
a lot of the angles and the fits of the run game that we may be practiced against. But no excuses. That's life in the NFL. Yep. We've got to have rules and plays built to handle and adjust on the fly. Thought we could have been better at that, and that's hopefully what our growth will be moving forward in the run game and, and uh, clearly trying to develop more uh, explosives in the pass game. Kevin, have you mentioned fundamentals more this <laughs> season than, than maybe ever? And, and if that's the case, if so, why? Because, like, this week part of it was beating one-on-one matchups. Yep. Yeah, I think, uh, PA, sometimes we get so enamored with scheme and scheme and scheme, but within that scheme, requires guys to do their job and, and to be coached up at a, a really high level to how to do the job that we're asking them to do. That's our job as coaches, equip them with the tools, uh, either through scheme and then following that up with the fundamentals and techniques that it will require to win at an NFL level, regardless of uh, what the matchup may be. You still got to do it with detail, rhythm, timing, and, and, and technique. Uh, to go along with ball security, you're really talking about two of our foundational pillars to our football philosophy that um, at times we got to make sure we don't step too far into the world of scheme, making it only about the lines on a sheet of paper. We've got to be you know, able to get these guys to have those plans come to life, possess the football, ball security, and then the details of doing their job, and you'd be shocked at the success that will follow if we just do those things. And, and speaking of the word scheme, you know, I've heard it from you and really all the coaches since, since I've been doing stuff like this. And, you know, like Christian McCaffrey and Debo Samuel, didn't, they left and did not return in the Browns game. Yeah. So that's going to be tenuous, maybe right up to the game. And coaches will say, well, we prepare for scheme. Yep. And then I'm thinking like, okay, well, the McCaffrey plays with Elijah Mitchell, you know, just might be a little different or maybe not as effective. So yeah. how is that handled when two high, high-enders are dicey into a game? Yeah, you've got to still prepare for what you see on tape because they're both tough. Played a lot of football in this league, probably not always at 100%. So we've got to expect to see both those players. Um, but they do. They're a very deep team. So if it's not Debo, is it Ayuk? Is it Kittle? You know, how are they deploying their guys? Um, you know, McCaffrey is, is playing as well as anybody in the game right now at that position. Mm. Um, so any, if, if they're not able to have one or two of those players, it might affect the way Kyle calls it, the flavor of the day um, with how they're trying to attack in the run and, and, and pass game. Um, but still, they're going to be so, so schematically sound because uh, of their play caller and the design of what they're doing. Uh, that we just got to be, we got to match that with our scheme on defense, how we fly around, how we finish, make sure we tackle well, mm -hmm. uh, make it about the little things within the scheme um, that will make it all come to life. And, and I know you know Kyle Shanahan well and have gone against him many times from your NFC West days, and, and he gets well-deserved <laughs> praise for his approach to offense on a weekly basis, but he also does have some of the best players in the league. So truly, what makes him so respected as an offensive designer, play caller, whatever? Yeah, to me, it's his ability to really understand how to attack you in the run game, first and foremost, how to create premium leverages, angles, uh, matchups within the run game, uh, where they want to run it, whether it's behind Big Trent on the left side, uh, Kittle's a premier blocking tight end. They've got Juszczyk as a really all-purpose Swiss Army knife. So he's got the tools and the players, uh, but then the scheme is really sound. And then above all that, uh, his ability to understand your options to defending those runs, wow. how players are going to fit uh, different gaps and how he can 
put guys in conflict to, I got to defend this gap, but also this uh, route to Ayuk or Samuel right in behind me. And it all happens in real time. They play incredibly hard and physical, like, uh, you know, it's probably the one thing that jumps out on the tape above the scheme is just how hard they play. Yeah. And you got to try to match that in all three phases. Otherwise, uh, the attrition of a game and uh, will will take its course on you over time. And you've got to find a way to possess the football and definitely better than we have this year. Keep that offense off the field. Uh, try to churn out some plays and some tough yards against maybe the best defense in football. Um, and then you got to finish with points. You got to possess it. You can't turn it over and give them easy path, uh, paths uh, to points, which is the number one way to let these guys come in here and get a win, which is what we're going to fight fight like crazy to make sure it does not happen. And, and Kevin, so for Monday Night Football and the Niners, I mean, we, we at this stage of the equation don't exactly know who's going to play, but like Kyle, you, like you may start with Debo Samuel, McCaffrey, IU, Kittle, all these high-enders, but I mean, use checks unbelievably yeah. key to what they do, right? Because everything he does is 100 miles per hour, and he hits hard. Yep, he's, he's normally, when you watch some of their real explosive runs, uh, he's normally the block that oh. springs the play. He's normally at the point of attack, uh, whether it's, you know, fitting up on a linebacker on the second level. Sometimes he's blocking some of the bigs, um, you know, on the edges, which allows them to have unbelievable angles back against the rest of your defense. Uh, and then just when you start worrying about all that, he's a major part of their play-action pass game because they truly marry the run in the pass as well as anybody. Um, so you really have to be sound about what your plan is to obviously attack that run game and try to limit their, their explosives and their ability to just kind of churn out yards all the way down the field. And the second you commit uh, too much to that run game is when the explosives happen and the ball can get thrown over your head. A couple more for the head coach of the Minnesota Vikings, Kevin O'Connell on X's and O's, courtesy of the Minnesota Lottery. And uh, we mentioned it earlier, beat up or not, with some of their high-end skill guys. It, it, it's always important to start fast. We, we hear it here and everywhere. But specifically in this game, yeah. with your crowd, yeah, off a win, I mean, starting fast and jumping this high, this very good team. I mean, is it, is it um, shared or, or, or do you push on that more into this game than usual games? We've really tri been trying to really emphasize getting off to fast starts. Emphasize um, is the word I was looking for. And, Thank then, you. and then really just the response when things inevitably won't, you know, always go our way. And it's a funny shape ball. Things are going to happen. We've got to control what we can, which is our technique of how we carry the football, how we, you know, try to deploy our players to maximize offensively our chances of having success. And then defensively, it's about tackling. It's about running to the ball. It's about setting edges in the run game and playing the cutbacks and, and simple things that you've got to make come to life every single play against a team like this. Our crowd right there with us. Hopefully we get them uh, some things to be excited about early. Um, and then it's going to be an absolute dogfight all the way to the very end. We know that against this team. That's what happens when you take on a team uh, that has been right at the top of the NFC for the better part of the last three, four, five years now because of how well coached they are. And, and they do have, uh, you know, a pretty spectacular roster of players as well. Gener generally speaking, what do they ask of Brock Purdy? You know, I, I think the, the narrative is it's easy to think Kyle and this run game and players around him. Uh, but what I see is a guy playing quarterback at a really high level, throwing with anticipation, seeing the field, uh, making some critical plays on some third downs to extend drives and let them get back into what they want to be offensively on, on those early downs. 
um, and he's consistently done it basically every game he's played since getting the opportunity to be in there. Um, so uh, he's a challenge. Uh, he's in complete control of Kyle's offense and what they're trying to do. Um, so you got to try to make him uncomfortable. You try to, you try to, the formula for a guy like Brock Purdy is no different than playing any other quarterback in this league. Try to make them uncomfortable. Try to make them feel like they've got to force some balls into some tight windows. And then can you make the play? Uh, tips and overthrows, we saw it last weekend in yep. Chicago. It'll be important that we try to see that a few more times this weekend at U.S. Bank Stadium. And lastly, uh, by the way, the 49ers do have a defense, and uh, Nick Bosa happens to be pretty good. Yeah, but, uh, but middle linebacker Fred Warner, uh, is he, he's a tough customer, isn't he? He's, I mean, as far as a guy that uh, the green dot players, which, you know, for fans at home, the green dot means he runs the whole defense, communicates, gets the call from the sideline, and then uh, that's just the start for Fred Warner. I mean, he will diagnose plays. He will check them. You'll see him making, um, you know, a lot of hand signals to get them in and out of calls into different defenses. Uh, they've really equipped him with the ability to kind of run the show and have the keys to that whole thing. Greenlaw's a really good player right next to him. Uh, Tafanga's really come into his own as one of the premier safeties in football. Um, and then Bosa, Armstead, yeah. you know, the list goes on and on. Hargraves. Uh, Hargraves, and, and yeah, they just when you thought they had everything <laughs> they needed up front, they go out and add him as well. Um, but you have to have a plan, and you have to have a plan to account for Bosa, Armstead. You cannot let those guys wreck the game before it gets started. And then when the ball gets going and, and when you're able to get some plays going, just when you think you're sustaining a drive, that's right when, you know, 54 gets his hand on a ball or goes in on a tackle and punches it out. And then it just seems like there's a lot of gold hats around the ball when that happens because they play so hard. Thank you. Yeah, thanks, PA. Appreciate you. Kevin O'Connell, head coach of the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, the uh, defensive pass game coordinator, Durante Jones, is next on the KFAM Minnesota Vikings radio network. X's and O's continues on the KFAM Minnesota Vikings radio network. Hey, score big with tailgate spices. Try Skoll seasoned salt, personal fowl chicken, kale mary vegetable, and more. The taste of victory is at tailgatespices.com. Uh, here is one of our favorites, Durante Jones. He is the defensive pass game coordinator for the Minnesota Vikings, set to take on the 49ers this weekend. Uh, and we thank Kevin O'Connell for joining us, as he's wont to do weekly. And before we get into um, uh, your, your guys, and, and maybe a Niners question or two. Um, it, the Montreal Alouettes. I mean, you were the de <laughs> you, you. I forgot to ask you this when I had you on my KFAN show last week. What's it like being a DB's coach in the Canadian Football League when the receivers get to run up to the line 100, <laughs> 100 miles uh, per hour? Oh, it's interesting. Um, no, it was fun. It was good. It's, uh, you had to become creative. Yeah. You know, we tried to press that motion, and the... Uh, the biggest rule to your advantage as a DB coach, as a DB there in that league, is you can make contact with the receiver as far down the field as 20 yards, what as long as any contact, as oh. long as your shoulders are parallel to the line of scrimmage. Whoa. And so there's no legal contact there. So we used to always use the term "take the charge." Yeah, you know, oh, yeah. just kind of step in front of it and just disrupt the timing. Like the old basketball That's, drill. It's a basketball drill. Run down to the box and, you're, and you're comfortably playing, you're playing, stand there. You're playing basketball, you're taking the charge. Wow, that's terrific. Yeah. And finally, outside of uh, the covenant here, 2012 to 2014, assistant head coach and uh, DB's coach at Hawaii. Uh, yes. What's that like? And, and why, I mean, you're, you're at the highest level now, I get that, but why did you ever leave? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, Hawaii was beautiful. Yeah. Uh, was working with some great people, but then the opportunity came to go to yeah. a, 
uh, at that point, Power Five, University of Wisconsin. But no, I enjoyed my time there. The people were great. Yeah. Um, had a chance to visit and spend some time in American Samoa for a football camp. Mm. But uh, no, it was phenomenal there. Um, when it comes to players not dwelling on bad moments during a game, like how, how much coachability has to literally go into that? Like, like here's an example. I'm watching back the game. Early in the game, a Caleb Evans whiffs on a Justin Fields run that went for like an extra six, seven, eight yards. Well, then he comes back and he's just like hitting the bleep out of everything after that. So I'm thinking to myself, all right, he didn't hold on to that. He didn't dwell on that. But not everybody handles things like that. Is that, is that part of the job? Yes, it is, especially to be a defensive back, not just in, ter in terms of tackling, but in terms of covering as yeah. well. You know, we have to use the uh, phrase one snapping clear. Mm -hmm. So whatever happens that play, forget about it. You got to move on and treat every play as its own. Yeah, but, but some players, I mean, they'll make a mistake and they'll take it too hard and it's then tough. it lingers and then all of a sudden it's 60 over the yes. top because they're thinking about it, right? You don't, want, you don't want that same play to beat you twice. Yes. Well, I like how you explain that. Yeah. Uh, Josh Metellus. And, and, you know, he, I think he played, uh, he's played like 359 snaps this year or something like that, which is 31 more than on defense he played in his first three years. Uh, but it's, he, got, he got a contract into the year and, and captaincy, and it's just such a wonderful story of, it's a, it's a, and sometimes it's overly cliched, but this rags to riches type thing. I mean, how wonderful is it working with Josh? I love Josh. Uh, I was here when we drafted Josh in 20. And uh, as a rookie, to see him grow from then to now, um, to see how his journey, how he made the team, how close he was to not making the team back wow. in 20. Um, actually, he was cut. Um, and then because of an injury, we had to bring him back and all Jeez. that. And so, you know, he's, he, he has lived every moment. He's cherished every moment. Uh, he's embraced the opportunity and just when I came back here uh, last year to see how he's matured and how valuable he's been on special teams and then he just took that last year and carried over this year until, until being very versatile on the defensive side of the ball. I mean, he's a huge part of what we do. Uh, Durante, uh, not, not, you know, whether undrafted, first-round pick like back in the day, Trey Waynes or whomever, not, not every DB really, or people, players embrace starting on special teams. They all want to get out there, play receiver, defense, the whole thing. Uh, but when you do start that way, do you find it helps corners or DBs with their tackling for when they get an opportunity to go full-time defense? 100%. Just to be able to tackle in space. You know, special teams, there's a lot of space out there. And uh, you can come to balance and, and downshift, drop your body weight, it definitely carries over into the defensive side of the ball. Andrew Booth Jr. Um, got some uh, got some run and got some reps in the uh, game against the Bears. When uh, with Andrew, because it's been an arduous journey due to due to injury. Mm -hmm. uh, when when he is at his very best, which you would see more than anybody else, like what does he do really well? He's physical, you know. You know he has that smile and he's you know it lights up the room. But uh, Booth is all about his physicality, getting hands on guys. Um, he can tackle well, he can get off blocks, uh, he can see the ball out with the vision. So um, that's the one thing he brings to our room is just the physicality. And, and Cam Bynum, uh, into the week, and still may be the case, uh, had the most tackles of any defensive back in the National Football League. Is that a good thing? But, I mean, because, like, inherently you think, okay, well, people might be getting back into the secondary. Yeah, I think so for him and what we're asking him to do and where we're asking him to make those tackles. Yep. You know, it's not like it's 20, 30 yards downfield, so it's different. Um, when you see a defensive back making those many tackles, you 
you kind of think, wow, those are a lot of big plays or explosives, right. but it's really not. You know, he's making those plays uh, within seven, eight yards of the line of scrimmage. He's triggering on those bubble screens in the perimeter game. So um, I like how fast he's playing, and he had to get his uh, body ready for the type of uh, toll it's going to take. Yeah, against the Niners, a very physical team. Oh, very. Or just overall. Overall, yeah. but even more so with the Niners. Well, I mean, you, you, you might have one of the happiest rooms that, win or loss, that I've ever seen in all my years here. I mean, you talk about Booth and the smile, and I'm on the same bus with him, you know, from the airport into the stadium. He's always happy. Metellus, Cam Bynum, he's a super happy guy. I mean, super happy. you have joyous guys <laughs> in your room, right? Yeah, I'm, I'm fortunate. I don't have any uh, knuckleheads over there. Uh, lastly, when it comes to the 49ers, just from a cursory standpoint, uh, with your guys' DBs, and we know uh, rush to coverage and all that matters, but like, what are some keys for your guys in this game? Well, you have to know where Debo is at all times, and Kittle, and McCaffrey, uh, and Ayuk. You got to know where those guys are at all times. And, um, you know, the 49ers do a wonderful job of putting them in various places yeah. you know it's similar to what we do defensively in terms of they're they're not really position based they're just X's and they can line up anywhere and play any spots on the field so mm -hmm. they create a challenge that way so we just have to be locked in and be aware and uh, they just play physical it's going to come down to the most physical team in this game you're awesome man thank you, you. Durante Jones uh, the defensive pass game coordinator for the Minnesota Vikings courtesy of the Minnesota lottery don't forget anything can happen with the lottery uh, get uh, information at mnlottery.com for everybody here at the Vikings Entertainment Network along with uh, conduit Carly Bonk and Eric Nordquist at KFAN I'm Paul Allen that's X's and O's on the KFAN Minnesota Vikings radio network I was crossing the street when I met the love of my life I chased after her. Nothing would stand in my way. Not the dog walker, nor the hot dog vendor. Finally reaching her, I asked, what do you call that amazing smell? Um, it's Gain Flings. Gain Flings. My love had a name, but more importantly, it had a scent. Fall in love with Gain Flings. Seriously good scent. Try Gain Flings today with special savings at Family Dollar.